My name is Patrick McGilvray, and I'm an experienced marathoner, ultra runner, sports nutritionist, master life coach, and weight loss coach for runners. I've dedicated my life to helping runners just like you properly fuel your body and your mind so you can get leaner, get stronger, run faster, and run longer than you ever thought possible. This is Running Lean. Hey there, and welcome to episode 107 of Running Lean. My name is Patrick McGilvray, the weight loss coach for runners. And today I'm talking about prioritizing rest and recovery. If you are anything like most runners, then you probably have a pretty hard time taking time off, right? Rest days can feel like torture. You feel like you're going to lose your fitness and you're convinced that your running's going to suffer, right? But the reality is most runners do not prioritize rest and recovery properly. So most runners are not getting the most out of their training. You cannot become that lean, badass runner you want to be if you never take the time to rest and recover properly. That's just incredibly important. I cannot stress this enough. That's why I'm dedicated this whole podcast episode to this topic. Rest and recovery has to be part of your training plan, okay? So today I'm going to just share the importance of prioritizing rest and recovery, um, I'm going to talk about how to do it because I want you to be able to show up at the start of your A race in peak fitness and you cannot do it if you're not taking rest days properly. Okay. But first, if you like this podcast, please come check us out on Facebook. You can join the running lean community. It's a group of like-minded runners that support, encourage, and motivate one another. Um, you can ask questions, you can get answers, uh, get the kind of like camaraderie that you get from your running pals, you know? Um, and I do some weekly coaching and training in the group and, and we just have a lot of fun. It's one of the most positive uh, communities uh, that I've experienced on Facebook. And a lot of people tell me that too. That's not just my opinion. This is what I hear from other people. And, and the Facebook group is full of people that are just like you, people that are tired of struggling and ready to become more. I talk about this all the time. We are, are people that are becoming more. And if you're tired of like struggling, if you're tired of feeling sluggish all the time, if you're tired of gaining and losing the same 10, 20 pounds over and over again, if you've ever been there, it's not a fun place to be. I've been there. If you're done with all the like fad diets and meal replacement shakes, if you're ready to end all this struggle, with you know, not feeling how you know you should feel, then I wanna encourage you to take action for yourself. Nothing changes if nothing changes, right? So I wanna encourage you to get into action starting now. I want you to start this new year by learning how to create the good habits you need to make eating healthy a permanent part of your life. Listen, we're not interested in short-term results here. We're focused on the long game. I want to help you make being healthy just a part of who you are from now on out. And the easiest way to get there is to have someone there guiding you every step of the way, helping you overcome the things that you always struggle with, like giving into cravings on the weekends, like you do fine all week long and then the weekend comes along, you just blow it, right? You keep reverting back to these old patterns of behavior. Having a coach means that you have someone in your corner 
someone supporting you, someone who's got your back, someone who's holding you accountable to do the things you need to do to become that healthiest, most badass version of yourself. I want you to make this year count. I want this year to be the year that you finally take control of your health and fitness for good. I want you to make this the year that you finally become the lean, strong, badass runner that you've always wanted to be. Everything I do here on the podcast, in the Facebook group, everything I do with my group program, with my one-on-one coaching clients is to help you to become the most amazing, most badass version of yourself yet. And I put my heart and soul into, into doing this. I put my heart and soul into helping you become your best self. Why? Because I want to be an example of what's possible and I'm going to inspire you to do the same thing and so on and so on. I'm on a mission to create a ripple effect of health and positivity in this world, but it requires action. Change requires action. So I want to encourage you to take action now and make this the year that you make some permanent changes for yourself and become that badass runner, that badass version of yourself that you know you can be. You can apply for coaching over at runningleanpodcast.com forward slash apply. Let's do this. Let's make this your year. Cool? Okay, let's get into this topic of prioritizing rest and recovery. And let me tell you a little bit about why I'm thinking about this so much right now. You've probably heard me talk about this already. I've been, you know, kind of talking about this on the last couple of episodes that I've been sort of forced to rest, right? I've been forced to take some time off from running, from lifting weights, from really doing any kind of strenuous activity at all. So six weeks ago, I had uh, rotator cuff surgery to repair three torn muscles in my rotator cuff, right? This is a pretty brutal recovery (laughs) from this surgery. It is a long process. It's like three or four months of really not being able to do a whole lot. Um, you know, I'm in, I'm in physical therapy. I'm starting to, to get more active and starting to move things around a bit, but it's, it's still, you know, I'm still in a, a pretty good amount of pain and there's still very limited range of motion. I'm only about halfway through this recovery process. Right. And then, and this is something I really haven't talked about before, but, um, back in September of this past year, I, uh, I developed a hernia and probably developed that from, you know, some really heavy weightlifting. Um, maybe I did something wrong. I'm not really sure exactly how I did it. It sort of just kind of uh, appeared one day, and I was like, "Well, that's weird. What's going on there?" Went and saw the doctor, and yeah, so I had an inguinal hernia that needed to get repaired. And because of COVID, and because of the way the uh, hospitals have been jammed up and stuff like that, I had to wait. I had to wait and I had to push that surgery off until just a week ago. So I had to I had to finish up my marathon training and run a marathon with a hernia. This is not a good situation to be in. I'm just going to tell you right now. I ended up having this like um, neoprene uh, belt that I wore under my clothes to kind of hold things in, <laughs> okay, so that I could actually run. But I'm telling you right now, having like this shoulder pain and then having the hernia at the same time made this whole marathon experience that much um, tougher and more challenging for me. But I got through it, okay? Um, And I finally had the, the hernia surgery a week ago 
And so within five weeks, I've had two pretty major surgeries, all right? So I started to make some progress. I started to get back to the gym um, up until, you know, I had the hernia surgery. So now I've got to like scale everything back again. I can't lift anything more than 20 pounds. I can't do any strenuous activity for six weeks, which is kind of fine. It's kind of just goes along with what I'm doing with my um, rotator cuff uh, um, recovery period here. So long story short here, I've experienced a lot of downtime, right? I've, I've just been like having to, to take time off. And it's gonna be a while for me until I get back to to where I wanna be and, and the level of activity and, and doing all the things that I, that I wanna do again. But this really got me thinking about how hard it is for runners especially to take time off. It's really hard to just give yourself a rest, especially when you're in training mode, like especially when you're in the, in the thick of your marathon training, let's say. Um, prioritizing rest and recovery days is something that runners just, they don't do well, right? Runners don't like to rest. They'd rather just go, 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 go. And when you can't just go, go, go all the time, it can be very frustrating, right? You feel bad when you can't run or you can't do a workout. Um, and so most runners just don't do it. They don't make rest and recovery days a priority. It's like the last thing they want to do, right? Um, so, so most runners just would rather do anything than take a rest day, right? It's so hard, like mentally, physically, emotionally, it's hard to tell yourself that this is an important part of your training plan. So most people just don't uh, include this kind of rest and recovery time as part of their training program, okay? So why why wouldn't we do this though? Like why why aren't we making rest and sleep uh, 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 and recovery time a priority? Um, and I think it goes back to like this mindset of like if you're not doing something active, if you're not like moving and pushing and just grinding it out all the time, then you're going to lose fitness that you're not going to perform as well uh, on race day, that you're going to be um, taking steps backwards. And I have to say that this is absolutely not true. In fact, if anything, the opposite is true. If you wanna perform well on race day, if you want to maximize your training program, whatever it is you're training for, whether it's a 5K, half marathon, marathon, whatever, you are doing yourself a disservice by not prioritizing rest and recovery days, all right? You are doing yourself a disservice and you're actually going to perform uh, worse than if you are making rest and recovery part of your training program and a priority, okay? So here, I just wanna kind of list out some of the problems that happen when you don't prioritize rest and recovery, when you don't take the time off that you need uh, in order to give your body a chance to kind of heal and repair and recover from your hard workouts, right? Not prioritizing rest and recovery days will have 
a bunch of negative impacts on your running performance and basically your overall health and fitness, okay? So here, here's some of the things that we need to be careful of, right? First of all, running is catabolic. It breaks you down. If you're just running all the time, you are just constantly breaking yourself down. So when you run, especially when you do like a hard workout, there are microscopic muscle tears that happen in your in your muscles, in your legs, in your arms, in in your uh, you know glutes, and um, it's very much like weight training. You know, when you lift heavy weights, you get these microscopic tears in your muscles, and um, and then you uh, give yourself a chance to rest and recover, and your body repairs and gets stronger, right? You don't gain muscle at the gym. You gain muscle on your rest days. You gain muscle while you're sleeping and recovering. And it's the same thing with running, okay? Without the rest and recovery days, your body will not heal properly, okay? You're not going to adapt your body to the training load that you're putting yourself under. Right, so this goes to the overload principle, which I was just kind of um, talking about here, which is you overload a muscle, so you put um, a strain on a muscle to the point where you get to failure on a muscle, and and you overload that muscle. You cannot lift the weight you're trying to lift. That creates an adaptive response in your body, and your muscle grows stronger and bigger in response to that overload. The same thing happens with your other systems in your body, like your cardiovascular system, okay? You overload the cardiovascular system by doing something like a sprint workout, right? You go out there and crush a hard, you know, hit training or a, a interval workout, you know, hill repeats or, or a, you know, sprints, whatever and your cardiovascular system in response will, will improve, it will get stronger, right? It'll become more efficient. But this does not happen while you're doing it. It only happens on the rest and recovery days. It happens when you are taking the time off, when you are inactive. So, Rest and recovery are required for this overload principle, for this adaptive training principle to actually take place, okay? So if you're not giving yourself the time off that you need, you're just going to be constantly in that breaking down mode, right? You're just breaking yourself down and you're never really giving yourself a chance to repair and, and adapt and get stronger, okay? So that's one of the biggest reasons why you have to prioritize rest and recovery. Another thing to think about is this. When you are going hard all the time, you are putting your body under a lot of stress. And chronic stress will keep your cortisol levels very high all the time. Cortisol is a stress hormone, and when cortisol is high, 
you actually get this like increase of of blood sugar you get this insulin response because of the cortisol and you kind of keep your body in this fight or flight mode you keep your body in this fat storage mode you keep your body in this place where it makes it very hard to burn fat it makes it very hard to uh, become fat adapted. It makes it very hard to get the most out of your training because you're just over stressing your body. Uh, you're chronically stressed out. Um, chronic stress is a not a good thing, right? I think we can all agree on this, right? And this idea of running hard or medium hard all the time is going to keep your body in that chronic, chronically stressed state. Okay. So uh, uh, too much stress on your body, constant stress on your body is going to have a definite negative impact on all the good things you're trying to do for yourself here, okay? What we're really talking about here is overtraining. Overtraining means you're just not giving yourself the rest and, and recovery time that you need, okay? Overtraining can lead to not just chronic stress, not just like breaking yourself down, but also you can be chronically fatigued. So you can just feel tired all the time. And if you've ever experienced this, believe me, I have. I have done um, some training cycles where I was running like six days a week and on those off, off days, quote unquote off days, I was like doing something else really active. And I was never getting a good night's sleep. I was never giving my body a chance to recover. And I was like, I would get sick. I would be um, tired all the time. Couldn't keep my eyes open. Like I was crashing and burning every afternoon. Like I was just, uh, this is not a good place to be in, right? This is not good for your um for your overall health and fitness, much much less for your training program. If you're if you're training for an ultra marathon or you're training for a marathon or half marathon or whatever it is, you cannot perform your best if you're chronically fatigued, if you're just tired all the time. And sleep is another component of, of this, which I'm not going to get into that today, but I just want you to know that getting a good night's sleep is a key component of rest and recovery. I want to do a whole nother episode just on the, the importance of sleep because there are so many studies that have been done and so much evidence out there that says that, first of all, we are uh, uh, chronically under, uh, we're not getting enough sleep. Like we are, we are an, a nation of people who are chronic under sleepers. Like we're not getting enough sleep. We need something like seven to nine, nine hours of sleep a night. And if you're training hard, uh, especially at the peak of your training cycle, you need more. You might need nine or 10 hours of sleep. Um, but most people, a lot of runners I talk to, most will say they don't get enough sleep and most will say they're getting somewhere between like five, five, six, seven hours of sleep, which I don't think is enough. Um, but if you're experiencing this chronic fatigue, if you're experiencing chronic, being chronically stressed out, sleep could be a big part of, um, of this, okay? Um, another thing is that when you are chronically, uh, overtraining, when you're not getting enough rest and recovery, your running performance will suffer. You will, you will see your workouts, uh, really start to suffer. Okay. Your workouts are going to start to feel harder than they are. So the rate of perceived exertion, the RPE, 
You know, when you go out there and run and you're like, this feels pretty easy. Or, whoa, this, this workout feels really hard. For the same effort, those workouts are gonna feel much harder if you're not prioritizing rest and recovery properly. So just, just know that if your workouts, if you're out there running, you're like, I don't know why running feels so hard right now. It could be that you're just not getting enough rest. It could be that you're just in that chronic cardio, chronically stressed out, chronically overtrained state. All right. And you gotta like prioritize rest and recovery days here. Another thing is that not only will your workouts feel harder, but your endurance starts to tank. Like you won't be able to run as long. You won't be able to go as far. Um, and it's going to be, um, it's going to really create this negative impact on your endurance. So if you're somebody that's out there trying to run, you know, you're, you're training for a marathon and you're trying to get, you know, you got your 18, 20 mile runs coming up and you just feel like you just can't do it. You got no gas in the tank. Um, it could be that you're just not taking the time off that you need. You know, um, your, your endurance will suffer, uh, the more overtrained that you are. And it sounds so counterintuitive, doesn't it? It's like, well, shouldn't you just keep going longer and longer and harder and harder? And the answer is no. You have to like push hard and then you have to back off. You have to go longer and then you have to go, you know, shorter. You have to run longer distances and then you have to back it off. You have to do, you have to have hard days and you have to have super easy days and you have to have rest days, right? Another key aspect of this that most people don't really realize is that chronically overtraining, not getting enough rest and recovery can have a negative impact on your mental state. Your mindset is so important. And I talk about this all the time. Mindset is like 80% of the equation. If you're trying to lose weight, if you're trying to change habits, if you're trying to like create a better relationship with food, if you're trying to improve your running, if you want to run your first marathon or, or PR, 80% of your results are going to be because you have the right mindset. 20% is going to be based on like what you're doing, what you know, what you don't know, things like that. But 80% of this, 80% is mindset. And if you're having a, a if your mindset is negatively impacted because you're overtraining, you're not going to be as clear headed. You're not going to be able to focus as much. You're not going to be, your head's not going to be in the game. You know, you're going to be, <laughs> you're going to be moody. You know, you're not in a good mood. You're like a grumpy person. Are you a grumpy person? Maybe you're overtraining. <laughs> And, and all this can lead to this dip in motivation, too. You can really start to feel like, oh, I just don't want to run. I don't feel like it. I'm in a bad mood. I can't think clearly. And then doubt starts to creep in, and you just don't feel like running, and you just like want to give it, give it up. You just want to like just lay on the couch, watch Netflix, right? And all of this can just be a result of not giving yourself the rest that you need, Okay. And then obviously all of this can affect your race day performance. If you're somebody that's out there training for a race and you know, you've got a marathon coming up and you've been training for you know, six months or, or even if it's just like three or four months of a training pro program, you're putting a lot of effort, you're putting a lot of energy, you're putting your heart and soul into training for this race. And everything needs to be 
perfect on race day, right? Everything needs to be in perfect working order. And overtraining can just have you showing up on race day and ready for like disappointment, feeling like crap, um, poor performance. You know, you're going to feel like you've wasted all this time training when really all you did was you just overtrained, right? You just overtrained. You didn't give yourself the rest and recovery that you needed so that you could show up on race day properly. Um, I was just talking to somebody last night about uh, tapering, right? So, you know, somebody was one of my clients, you know, they um, they got a marathon coming up this weekend and they're in this taper mode and they're just like, ah, oh, it's driving me crazy. I hate tapering. I just want to be active. I want to be moving. But the important thing to understand here is that tapering is 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 there for a reason, right? You have to show up on race day fully rested and recovered and ready to go. If you're just like going hard, hard, hard all the way up to race day, you are not optimizing your your body and your mind for that race. Like you're gonna be, you're gonna show up overtrained and you're gonna show up tired and you're gonna show up stressed out and you're not gonna have a good day out there. Okay. When you start making rest and recovery days a priority, you give your body a chance to rebuild to repair and to recover from all those hard workouts. We wanna do the hard workouts. You wanna be able to go hard on your hard days and make your easy days super easy, right? When you are properly rested and you can recover and you're repairing from these hard workouts, I'm gonna tell you something. Those hard days, you're actually going to be able to go harder. You're gonna be able to run faster. You're gonna be able to run harder. You're gonna be able to run longer, which means that if you do it the right way, you should improve your fitness exponentially. Because you're giving your body a chance to adapt to your training load, right? You're, you're improving the systems. You're improving your cardiovascular system. You're improving your, your uh, body's ability to oxygenate your muscles. You know, you're improving your ability uh, to 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 get stronger, like you're in, you're you're building stronger muscles. You have to give your body a chance to adapt, and that's what happens during the rest and recovery phase. Okay, you'll be able to increase the intensity and the duration of your workout, so you can go longer without feeling fatigued. But it requires rest, and your workouts will actually feel easier. So. Not only will you be able to go harder and things like that, but you know your rate of perceived exertion actually goes down. So that same run that you did when you were chronically stressed out, that same workout is going to feel so much easier because you're properly rested. And then there's all these positive mental benefits too, like you're, you feel more clear-headed, you're more focused, you're, you can concentrate, you, you have improved cognition. You're going to feel happier. You're not going to be all moody and grumpy and negative. You're going to be more positive. And this goes a long, long way to your, uh, to your running performance. You know, you're going to wake up feeling motivated, ready to get, get out there and get at it. And then, you know, obviously showing up on race day, you're going to be giving your body the, the, everything that it needs, you're gonna be setting yourself up for success, 
You know, you've given your body the exact formula that it needs for adaptation. Go hard, rest and recover. Go hard, rest and recover. So that on race day, you show up at that starting line and you're just firing on all cylinders. You'll be operating at peak performance. You'll be stronger, faster, and ready to go. That's, that's what we want. That's what we want out of, out of our training plans, okay? So rest and recovery means just that. It just means like you gotta like take some time off, okay? The ideal way to do this is to just take a day off. Take a day or two off every week. This is like ideal, and I know that for a lot of people, they're like, oh, I just need to do something. It's like, okay, fine. You could have active recovery days, but they have to be very minimal activity, like taking a walk. I know a lot of people are like, well, I walk my dogs every day. So I'll go walk the dogs or I'll go for a bike ride with the kids. You know, we're just like on the bikes, just like really easy. Or maybe I'm going to do some stretching and foam rolling or some gentle yoga. Those kinds of things are fine as uh recovery days you know those kind of active recovery days but there's nothing wrong with just taking a day off you're not going to lose fitness if you do nothing for a day or two every week right the idea is that you're feeling fresh the idea is that you're repairing and you're adapting and you're becoming stronger so that you can go harder at your next workout so i want you to Start prioritizing rest and recovery days. Put them on your training schedule. Schedule rest and recovery days into your weekly training regimen, right? And rest days are not just for like the early stages of your training cycle. In fact, it's even more important that the, the harder you're working out, the more intense and the longer duration of your training, the more important rest days become. Right. As you get closer to your race, your, your uh, intensity and your duration of running is going to increase, right? So those are the times when you need to prioritize rest days even more. And the cycle looks like this. It's like you go hard, you rest and adapt, you get stronger. You go hard, you rest and adapt, and you get stronger. And that just kind of repeats throughout your training program. Um, and then there are other times where you might consider taking rest days or you might be forced to take rest days. And I'm going to encourage you to just like lean into this a little bit. It's kind of like what I'm doing right now. Like I've had surgery and it's going to be, <laughs> it's not just a day or two for me. This is like weeks and months of time off. And I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Um, for me, I know I am losing some fitness. I've lost some weight. I'm losing some muscle during this process. I'll get it all back and it'll come back fast it'll come back you know faster than it than it um than it went off like i'm i'm going to take the time and and make this work i'm going to become the strongest most badass version of myself this year this is my goal right so i've got to i've got to give myself a chance to recover this is some pretty brutal stuff i've gone through here i'm going to give myself a chance to recover if you get sick a lot of people are sick with covid and stuff you know, you need to take some time off. Just embrace it and really give your body a chance to recover. Because if you're just like, if you're sick and you're like, I'm just going to keep pushing through this, I'm going to keep pushing through this, you're probably going to prolong the the time it takes you to recover. We don't want to do that, right? Or maybe you have an injury that you need to take a little bit of time off from. 
take the time off. It's going to be okay. Um, and then like take time off after a race, obviously, you know, anytime you have like a super intense workout or race, you got to take some time off from that. Okay. If you're the kind of person who lays it all out there on race day, then you got to take some time off after that. Prioritize rest and recovery, put it into your training schedule. And I promise you, you're going to feel better. Your running is going to improve. You're going to be able to go harder and longer and faster, and uh, you're just going to become the healthiest version of yourself, okay? So make sure you're making rest and recovery days a priority, all right? Cool. Well, I hope you guys got something out of this today. Love you all. Keep on running lean, and I will talk to you soon. If you're a runner and you've been struggling to lose weight or you keep losing and gaining the same 10 pounds over and over again, or you're finally ready to get to your natural weight and stay there for good this time, then I have something you will love. I've created a powerful new training just for you called Running Lean for Life. You'll learn exactly how to transform yourself into a lean, fat-burning running machine so you can run without bonking, lose weight without calorie counting, and develop the habits required to make it last for life. To get this free training right now, go to runningleanpodcast.com forward slash lean for life and start your transformation today.